Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Watching the scene from the last of the Mohicans where the guy takes a bite out of the other guy's heart. We may not be good, but we're going to be nasty. We're going to reflect the blue-collar nature of this city. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Birds with Friends on a Friday morning. Friday is Saturday. Saturday is Sunday because on Saturday night, the Eagles will be taking on the New York Giants in the divisional round of the playoffs at Lincoln Financial Field. Bo Wolf, Zach Berman. Marissa Dunn here. Marissa, how are you? I am great. I am excited for this weekend. Big games ahead. I can't wait to play another round of Swooper. Got three points at stake. It's going to be a good show. And it's a morning pod. Zach popped on this morning, like huge pep in his step. He was ready to go. So I'm excited what we have in store today. Zach, uh, a big week for you. Uh, As Marissa said, uh, we get a morning pod for you. Coming off a banger of a story on Josh Sweat. Um, and I think the, the, the question that everybody um, is wondering is, you know, we heard Nick Sirianni uh, mention again this week that, you know, he had been in touch with Tony Dungy about the idea of like, how do you hold on to big leads? And I'm just curious, are you the one who put him in touch with Tony Dungy, given your shared Chick-fil-A fandom? Oh, geez. <laughs> uh, so big game, Eagles Giants this, this weekend and appreciate the nice words you said about the Josh Sweat story. I would reciprocate that. I loved your Isaac Sayamalo story today. I was I had the good fortune of, of reading it ahead of time. And mm-hmm. I can I, I conveyed to you certain lines in that story that I thought were particularly well done. So help me help me find an ending. Hello uh, hello to Rachel. Oh uh, Rachel, hello. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, and and overall uh just really eager for this game on the on on Saturday. Some some fascinating storylines here. And it's one of these these games now where I'm I'm just ready for the game to come, right? Like we've been waiting two weeks. We had the bye week. Uh, we've had extended time to process it now, and just uh, curious to see what happens in Eagles Giants. Mm. And is it true that uh, at the Giants facility, you've been there? Yeah, you know, you've covered that Many team. Times. Yes. Um, class organization. Is it true that they have like a, a litter box there for for the players on the team who identify as cats? Um, I'm, I'm not familiar with what you're asking. I, mm. I can't answer that question. It is a beautiful facility and it's, uh, it's, it, it was a nice working environment. Great indoor practice facility there too. 
And uh, yeah, had a, a a very nice two years, really a season and a half covering the Giants, but have been on the Eagles beat now for 11 seasons. So I, I don't really remember much about the litter boxes at the facility. Okay. I, well, I, I, I recall there was a, a little courtyard out, outside where Mike Garofalo and I used to do our stand-ups back when we did uh, we did web videos every day. So mm. I, I don't recall a litter box around there, though. Okay. I don't know what he's talking about either, Zach. If it the chat apparently is like blown away by this comment from Bo. Better, better that you don't. Yeah. Not sure. So, where... <laughs> so uh, I might have to delete piece. this part. <laughs> so be some behind the scenes here um, is that the interface that we use. I don't know if if I would say the interface, whatever the correct term is, uh, no longer provides me access to see the comments on mm. the right hand panel. So I, I made some requests and they they oblige. Yeah. So I'm I'm a. Uh, I'm, I'm focused on the two of you. I, I can't see what is being said in the comment section. Mm. But well, I hope everyone in the comment section reads Bo's Isaac story because honestly, for seven years, Isaac's one of these guys who, who's been a part of the team, but he hasn't really been like profiled in, in this way. And I thought uh, you did a good job explaining someone who I, I hope I'm, I'm not putting words in his mouth here, but probably doesn't want to be explained so uh so you, you did a really good job with that it was funny i i mean i told you well, briefly on the story i i, I you know i'd said i i you know I, I went up to isaac and was like i i'm doing a story on you i'd already talked to his parents i talked to jeff stoutland uh i was like can i can can we talk for a few minutes he's like <laughs> like i don't want to bother you like it's not a big deal yeah. he's like unfortunately that's all you guys do <laughs> Like even lighter than that, like barely audible. And so that that was the lead, basically. Um, yeah, I I I told Bo the story. I I'll, I'll share it with the audience here. Is that the uh, there was a game this year when when the Eagles had a huge rushing performance while wearing the Stoutland University shirts in that game, and I I kind of tied those things together, and I wanted to talk to every player on the offensive line uh, about what Stoutland University means to them and and the strength of of, of that group. And I go up and ask Isaac to, to talk. And he's just like, no. And, but it happened in front of all the other offensive linemen. So it, it's like to, to, to use this comparison, it would, it would be like if you got turned down by a girl, like mm. in front of, in, 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 in front of everyone at the school, what do you do there? Do you just, mm. okay. You just kind of walk back and you gotta hit the phone lines again that night. Zach, you got to call them all up, you know, their numbers, you got to do damage control. Yeah. Sure. Uh, but that's, that's Isaac doesn't necessarily you know, on a, on an offensive line with uh, probably the highest profile offensive line in the, in the league, considering they made a Christmas album. They have a, a center has a podcast like Bo wrote about Jordan. My was on the mask singer. He he shuns any type of attention. So that I, I I'm glad you wrote that story. Well, similarly, Zach, I can say that um, I said to you the the Josh Schwett story. He's been on the team for five years, and for I finally feel like I know him. You did a, you did a wonderful job yeah. with that story. I appreciate. I would say that. one of my uh, one of my favorites. If we did if we did a Zach Berman story draft, mm. um, that might be my number one pick. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm glad I, I'm, uh, I appreciate those nice words coming from you. And, uh, I, th I thought you were going to solve that a little more. <laughs> well, I wasn't going to cut you off, but I, I understand the <laughs> yeah. reference okay. yesterday at the press conference, Zach said that to, uh, Martin Frank. And I was, I was goading him as to why it was that, you know, Martin Frank's opinion means more than anyone else's. And, 
and and my answer is that when another reporter compliments your story, it it's particularly meaningful because it's it's like if an offensive lineman compliments an offensive lineman, they know what goes into playing the position more than just you know somebody else. So, which is a good reminder to the listeners and um, the subscribers, you don't need to tell Zach that you like a story <laughs> because your opinion doesn't matter to him. <laughs> That's not at all what it means. But 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 with uh, Josh Sweat. So I will just say this, this is, he's a lot of his teammates. Oh, oh, thank you, Tyler. A lot of his teammates don't um, even know this about him in that uh, he's, he keeps to himself often or he keeps his interest to himself. So he builds computers. He's been doing this now for a decade. He uh, he's, he's built over 20 of them. I have two of his computers in the story and it's it's frankly a story I've, I've been wanting to write for uh, the past few years, but between COVID and, and not being in the locker room and and you know trying to uh, uh, speak to Josh uh, about having the opportunity to do this, um, it, you've had this one circled for a long time. Yeah, so I was I was I was glad I was able to write it, and I think it also kind of revealed some of the uh, health related issues that that he has had that. Uh, you know, when you hear like career threatening injury and life threatening procedure or, you know, a, a life saving procedure, uh, I, I, I think this uh, hopefully illuminated what he's had to go through with his body as well. All right. Well, you can read those stories on The Athletic. That's enough uh, mutual appreciation society nonsense. Let's get to the task at hand. Uh, before we do that, reminder that we've got super coming up. So keep your suggestions rolling in the chat. I think we might have a surprise appearance. Uh, for that part of the show. But before we get into this full-on breakdown, the quail of the tape uh, of the Giants matchup, we got to do what we got to do. We got to send it over to the stone-cold newsman, Zach Berman, for the latest on what has happened at the Novacare Complex this week. Eagles were back at practice this week, as we discussed on our previous podcast, and Lane Johnson made it through the week healthy. He is not on the final status report in terms of injuries. He is going to play on Sunday or Saturday against the New York Giants. That is a big development for the Eagles. It was expected, but he had to get through the week, of course, and he he did that well. The only player who you will not see on the who's declared out going into the game is Avante Maddox. Avante Maddox has that toe injury, did not practice this week. He will not play against the Giants. We'll see what happens if the Eagles win uh, for the NFC Championship game. Otherwise, a relatively um, slow news week, which is probably good news for the Eagles. They, they made a few minor transactions. Kennedy Brooks comes to the wow, roster on a Kennedy reserve. Brooks sneak it into the... <laughs> On a block <laughs> on a reserve futures deal. Uh, but it it was a very, I, I would say meat and potatoes week for the Eagles. There were, there weren't these major storylines. It certainly seemed all week that Lane Johnson was going to play. He addressed that last week. Uh, the, uh, um, Jalen hurts. He's, he's back. He's fine. Um, he's, he's going to play. The only question and we'll get to this is whether it's the full Jalen hurts experience, um, but there aren't really questions about his health. A lot of the the topics at the Novacare Complex this this week have, have been playing a team a third time. Uh, the messaging, 
things of that nature. But this is, like I said, a meat and potatoes week, and it's one of these countdown the game time weeks. We just we we want to see what happens in this game, and then the storylines would reset next week one way or another. Back to you in the studio, Bo. Thanks, Zach. Um, Kennedy Brooks, what's the scoop on him? What kind of player is he? Uh, where yeah. does he fit in long term for the Eagles in their you know one year plan, two year plan, five year plan down the road? Um, what kind of play? Well, if you watch the preseason, you, you remember what kind of player Kennedy Brooks is. He's a he's a, a decent running back, productive career at Oklahoma. Has bounced on and off the practice squad this year. Has been an enjoyable guy to speak to when I've had the chance to do so. He's part of the 2019 Oklahoma Sooners in the locker room, which uh, of which there are a few. Uh, Trey Sermon, Grant Calcaterra, Tyrese Robinson. Uh, who else am I missing? And 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 uh, obviously Jalen Hurts. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that's your 30 seconds on Kennedy Brooks. Back to you. In the, well, we already went back. To you. We're in the studio. We're still here, buddy. Yes. Okay. Uh, Marissa, how's how's Michael doing? Does it? We should be bring him on, like to break down the offensive line matchups. I mean, I if we get to the it, NFC Championship game. Yeah, I think he'd be into that. I think he's okay. listening to this right that. now. So, yeah. Oh, he would love that. He would definitely do his homework. He would come with well, all That would be fantastic. Well, I, you know, we got to – if if the Eagles win this game, we go to Daily Pods next week. Okay. Wait, I, I was on mute there for a second. Uh, Daily Pods. Yeah. Next week. Yeah. I mean, that's usually a playoff tradition. We We backed off this week. Well, it's uh, it's a it's been a playoff tra- it's been a playoff tradition with with you and Shield in the past. Michael said yes. he would love to. Yeah, baby. <laughs> PB podcast. Has I'm, evolved. Now I'm actually rooting for the Eagles. So this is, <laughs> there goes my objectivity. The podcast has evolved since then, Marissa. We have a producer here who uh, who does a lot of podcasts during the week. You have I'm up a for different. You, guys you do. have a different co-host. You you have a different family situation than you had then. Um, I mean, a lot's changed since 2000. Daily Pods. 2018. Okay. Starting right. Tuesday, you get Monday off. But not I. I I have a list of stories that I want to write next week if they win, and I need to make sure that uh, you know the athletics getting our full treatment as well. Like this the podcast is under the athletic umbrella. No, like that the written ago. content. That the written content. But yes, okay. We'll we'll make it work. Maybe they can be like 30 minutes. They don't have to be. Yeah, they don't have to be 90 minutes. Yeah, we 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 don't you have can to take, deviate. You can take you can take one off. It'll just be me, Michael, and Marissa. That's fine. <laughs> no, if Michael's on, I I want to be on. Um, but uh, we don't have to deviate to topics that are unexpected. I I need to say we have some really nice listeners who have private messaged me with strategies to deal with you when you bring stuff up like that. And uh, like what? Like saying that we should do more work? What's that? Or or when I'm just giving you guff? Yeah, when and when okay. you're uh, instigating or antagonizing and and I, but I don't think saying that we're doing daily pods is, is antagonizing. No, 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 no. I was I was saying in those podcasts, if if the topics went astray. Ah, uh, um, I see. I see. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We don't need to do that. We can focus. If we focus on either the Niners or the Cowboys, then uh, yeah, I'm fine with that. Okay. And it, it, it is decided. Uh, all right, Zach. Let's let's talk about this game. And it does it does feel like well, we I mean we've only had one podcast this week, but I feel like there's I don't know what else there is to say. Uh, about this matchup because you know these teams have played before 
However, as we talked about, the, the, the this is a different Giants team than the Eagles saw in Week 14. You throw Week 18 out of the window. Uh, Eagles were playing a different, you know, very vanilla game plan. Giants were playing a bunch of backups. Um, but like we know this team, we know the personnel. You know, in Week 14, they were missing they were missing a bunch of guys. To be fair, uh, Leonard Williams didn't play. Adoree Jackson didn't play. Xavier McKinney didn't play. Saquon Barkley was banged up. Um, but the longer this week has gone on, and maybe this is dangerous, the more I feel like I think the Eagles are going to roll in this game. Okay. And what do you mean by roll? Like, are, are you talking just covering the spread? Or are you talking like week 14 roll? No, not week 14 roll. I think okay. I, I think they're going to win by two touchdowns or it's going to be, okay. or it's, it, it's going to be a game that is, you know, within that range of two touchdowns for most of the game. Um, I just, barring turnovers, which could certainly pop up, I don't expect the Giants defense to be effective against the Eagles offense. Um, now, that is presuming that the Eagles have their full complement of quarterback runs, which I think we expect. Um, you know, the, the, the Giants in the middle of the field is so bad uh, the trick that they've gone to the past few weeks of, you know, playing dollar, playing seven defensive backs is the kind of thing that is not going to work against the Eagles because they would just run it down their throats. If that was the case, um, I don't think that they have, even if they can figure out how to stop AJ Brown or Devonte Smith on the outside, they're the second worst team in the league against tight ends. I expect a big game from Dallas Goddard. Um, unless Jalen hurts totally turns into a pumpkin which he did in that week 18 game, like that, that interception he threw in the end zone was one of the worst throws he's made all year. Unless he's like that, I don't see them stopping them on defense. Now I think the giants offense is, is pretty good and they can move the ball, um, you know, 10th over the course of the season in offensive DVOA uh, since week 14, they're fourth in offensive DVOA. That's, I mean, that's like a three game sample. So it's very small. Uh, and one of those games was against the, the terrible, well, I guess two of those games were against the terrible Vikings defense. Um, but this Eagles defense seems like designed to stop the Giants offense because they can line up one-on-one -on, -one on the outside. Uh, they can get after Daniel Jones, who faced the second highest pressure rate in the league with their four-man pass rush. Uh, the, the one part of this matchup that doesn't stack up in their favor is the, you know, the scrambling ability of Daniel Jones and the quarterback run game aspect. But I imagine that with with two weeks to prepare, they'll have something in mind for that. Um, this is a very small sample size, but the Nick Sirianni's Eagles are four and zero when they have a long time to prepare. Um, I just, I don't. I it, it's going to take something wild in this game for for them to lose, in my mind. I I think you raised some good points there, and what I would add to that is. I, I hope this isn't a straw man argument here, but I, I have been reading this this narrative that like the Giants are playing really well and they're catching the Eagles at the right time because the Eagles struggle late in the year. Have you seen this? Yeah, have, this yeah. idea that like the yeah. uh, like the Eagles have like really like come down over the past month. Well, well they didn't have their quarterback for two yeah. weeks, and then oh. they like were playing a game just to get him just to get like him not hit like well but, 
but even more, the, the Giants started the season six and one, and then <laughs> they collapsed. They their their wins since then are Houston, Indianapolis, and Washington. They played well in a playoff game against Minnesota, but this I, idea that they're this hot team because they they played Minnesota tough on Christmas Eve, then they they rolled against Indianapolis, and then like they kept it close against the Eagles with their backups. I don't think that I I I think that's giving the Giants a little too much credit that that they're this there's like hot team that you don't want to see right now because I have been hearing point. that and I get like last week's win legitimate credit right they went into Minnesota they played well they probably played one of their better games of the season Daniel Jones you know three hundred the best game of his has, career yeah I, I think it was only and. He's he, he's had three 300 yard games this year. Two of them have come against the Vikings, so, and and that goes to your point that 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 some of it might have been matchup oriented. When he played against the Eagles in Week 14 in a game when they fell behind early and they needed to pass the ball, Jones had 169 passing yards. Right, uh, so I don't want to put too much on that Week 14 game because the Giants were missing some key parts, as we discussed in the previous show. But I do remember. Uh, the the three of us talking, we were at the hotel room in the hotel rooms, I should say, in East Rutherford. Uh, it was it was it was snowing, and we were just like, "Wow, the Eagles are so much better than the Giants in that game." And I get every game's different. I get the playoffs are different. Um, I I don't think the Eagles are going to roll the way you did, just because I think the Giants are going to do things to keep this game close. Right? They're going to try to limit possessions. Um, they're they're going to stick to a formula that that worked for them earlier this year. They're they're going to try to make it a fourth quarter game, and then things can happen in the fourth quarter. But I agree that I think the Eagles are the superior team. I think the Eagles are the uh, well. That's that's clear. They were better this year. Personnel. There's a significant difference here. And then the Eagles everywhere, have the, home, the Eagles have the home field, and also the Giants are playing on short on on a short week. The Eagles have had two weeks off here. Uh, every column you look at favors the Eagles. And so, yeah, I, I like the Eagles in this game as well. Yeah. Uh, I saw, uh, I saw Connor Hughes, uh, if we can remember that, um, former nemesis, uh, tweet about like how, how the giants are getting the Eagles at a, at a good time. Yes. Yeah. And he's running down. And like the second thing on there is that Robert Quinn was limited this week <laughs> in practice. So I was like, <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah. We're really yeah. reaching here. Yeah. I, and and that's what that's that's what I'm saying. There's a certain um, there there's certain narratives that are forming yeah. here. Where look, I'm 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 not a homer. I recognize like there's things that could happen in a playoff game. And the, the Eagles, Eagles have lost their division rematch. The other like their other two division rematches this yeah. season. Like, and there is maybe there is something there. And 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 there were. Things that were really going well early in the Eagles, early in the season with the Eagles in particular, turnover differential that you could say has regressed to the mean, but it's 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 kind of been less than regressing to the mean. They're turnover, they're turning the ball over at a higher rate, um, and they're not getting takeaways, right? And, and 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 as many takeaways, I should say, and that was a big part of what they were doing earlier this year. They're such a good a, a good red zone team when they played against the Giants in Week 18. They went one of five in the red zone. The Giants have a good red zone defense. Uh, so, yeah, there are things that could happen that that could neutralize the advantage that the Eagles have. But the Eagles have such an advantage in this game 
And I, I'm not buying this idea that you don't want to see the giants or like they're playing with the house money. Well, I mean, how much house money are they playing with right now? Right? right. Like they're, yeah. So again, I, I, I see an Eagles advantage here and I, I don't want this to turn into, into like, um, yeah. like all, all these Eagles reporters are, are just pumping up the Eagles, but they were 14 and three this year and they're the number one seed and they're facing a team that was nine, seven and one and is playing better than their talent. Yeah. I mean, they were 12 and one or 14 and one with their starting quarterback. Like, Let's 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 calm down a little bit. That said, like even if it was a, a ten point spread, you're talking about like a twenty five percent, thirty percent chance to win. So anything can happen. Um, it, it's you know the bounce of a bounce of a football. Crazy stuff happens. Um, I just like if they play this game ten times, I feel pretty confident the Eagles are going to win most of those games. But we'll see what happens Saturday night. And that's uh, the, and you know it's that's the thing about the NFL playoffs is that it's one time, right? Yeah. Is that any given Saturday, no, but Sunday or Monday? That's the thing. It's, it's the absolute truth. I mean, not to be cliche here, but you know, in the NBA, the, the, the best team wins the series over a seven game series. The best team wins the series in the NFL, right? Any it's, it is the any given Sunday trope, but it is true that pl the playoff games can be wonky and that things can happen early in games that, 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 that could shift it. It doesn't often represent like the best team doesn't always win. And, and that's, uh, you just look at the, at the divisional round last year, by the way, the chiefs were a better team than the, or, 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 or no, I'm sorry. That was the conference championship. I thought the chiefs were the, uh, the better team than the Bengals, but weird things happen there. You think of the goal line before the second, you know, before halftime. Right. And if you, if you leave a team in a game, and you make it a fourth quarter game, that that's when you get worried. Yeah. I mean, there's plenty of like plausible scenarios, even aside from, you know, bad turnover luck where, you know, let's say Jalen Hurts comes out a little bit rusty. Um, Giants take a lead and they're, and they're able to run the ball and, and shorten the game. And Daniel Jones makes some big, big plays with his legs and they get more red zone stops than the Eagles are used to uh, having against them. And it comes down to a field goal at the end. Like that's not a, that's not a crazy situation or solution for this game. Um, but I just like looking at it in from every angle, I feel pretty confident from how the Eagles line up. Everything, as you said, like all the columns are in their favor. Well said. I agree. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone. Luckily with 24 seven us based live customer service from discover, Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Victorinox, the makers of the original Swiss Army Knife, have been a reliable companion for life's everyday challenges, mastering functionality, innovation, iconic design, and uncompromising quality with its products. The Victorinox Swiss Army Knife provides you with all the things you don't think about until you need it. Tweezers, a screwdriver, and even a corkscrew. With the Victorinox Swiss Army Knife, you can be prepared to master everyday life. You can find Victorinox Swiss Army Knives at Dick's Sporting Goods. All right, Zach. Let's do a little. Uh, let's do a little throwback. Playoff time. Let's do a little owl. You know, draft. Okay. 
no, for uh, for the the newbies who haven't been with us for this long. Uh, Al, well, you know, draft. We're going to each draft four players, uh, a player on offense and defense. Who we will be talking about if the Eagles win or lose the game. Uh, I will let you go first. You can pick any of those spots to fill. Uh, so if the Eagles win this game, I believe we'll be talking about Dallas Goddard. And I say Dallas Goddard because I think there's a matchup here that the Eagles can exploit. Goddard did not play in that Week 14 game against the Giants. But if you, if, if you remember, the Eagles were going to the tight ends in that game. right? I think the first pass of the game was the Calcaterra. Uh, mm. and, you uh, tell, and you can tell Jalen trusts him. <laughs> uh, the the Giants have been one of the worst teams in the NFL this season against tight ends. I think if 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 you look at fantasy points allowed, they're in the bottom five, right? So that can be an indicator of tight end production. I think thirty first in DVOA, okay, or, or yards allowed, but yeah. Um, and and then uh, to add in there, um, you saw what T.J. Hawkinson did last week, and then to take that a step further, I think. The, the Giants are going to blitz in this game. And as we've seen this year, the and we talked about it on the previous pod. I don't want to I don't want to keep repeating ourselves. By the way, that is something you have to worry for the daily pods, is that you just regurgitate the same points. You have to be original. Uh but um we can find a way. Dallas Goddard in I think Dallas Goddard's gonna be used as a blitz beater. The Eagles love to get him those quick passes. Uh at Goddard's run after the catchability is really good for a tight end. And I think the injury during the, the back stretch of the schedule, almost made, uh, when I say people, made the general public forget like how well Dallas Goddard was playing. He, he was one of the three best tight ends in the NFL before that injury. And I could see this being like a signature Goddard game. So Dallas Goddard, someone who uh, I hope Bo can tweet, if, if he has a big game, Bo can tweet out that story from the earlier this year where you really get to learn about Goddard's personality uh, because Goddard is someone who will take on a bigger stage with this performance. I totally agree with you. That would have been my pick. Um, you stole him from me, so I'm going to have to maybe steal someone else from you later. But uh, I, I think that like, even if they didn't have this crazy matchup, I would have been expecting a big Dallas Goddard game because I feel like when they came out, uh, like when they did their self scout during the bye, they would have looked at like how well Dallas Goddard was playing on a like target by target basis since he returned from injured reserve, and they would be like, "Why are we not getting him the ball more? Um, he is like he he has looked awesome. He just hasn't been getting the ball." Uh, and so I think I I totally agree. I like uh, like I think I think he could have like a hundred yards and two touchdowns or something like that. I think this could be a big Goddard game. Uh, I will take a, I will take an easy one here. Um, and say that if the Eagles lose this game, someone on offense, who we will be talking about, it's got to be Lane Johnson. Um, if he uh, if he tries to play through the adductor and it gives out uh, and he just he can't do it, then all of a sudden it's like, well, should we have even tried this to begin with? Would it have been better to have Jack Driscoll prepare uh, for a full week? And you know that if you're looking about a way that this game could blow up on the Eagles. Um, maybe it's, you know, Kayvon Thibodeau is, is a bit of a menace on the outside and, uh, and ruins some Jalen Hurts plays and, and forces a fumble or two. But, um, 
Although, I mean, aside from Jalen Hurts, that's that's the uh, the path that I see. I think if well, yes, um, you're right there. Uh, and I've I've done interviews elsewhere where they keep asking how Lane Johnson's going to look. And I say, like, I don't know how Lane Johnson's going to look because I can't imagine what it's like to play with this type of injury. But in 11 years covering the team, 10 of them, Lane Johnson's played. And what I can say without any d- degree of, equi- of equivocation is that they're a better team with Lane Johnson on the field mm-hmm. than without him. So, uh, but if he if he fights through this and he doesn't make it, then, I mean, we've, we've seen that with offensive tackles before, right? Where, where all of a sudden you go to a plan B that you didn't prep for that week. So that, yeah, that, that's, that's an interesting point. It's part of why I think like the the beginning of this game when the Eagles are on offense, I think is going to be very interesting. I think it's going to be a little bit cagey, like the two teams sort of feeling each other out, like the beginning of a like a boxing match, because it will be like, okay, how aggressive are the Giants going to be on defense? Is this going to be back to normal blitzing or is this going to be what they did against the Vikings? Are they going to be a little bit more patient on the other side? It's going to be is Jalen Hurts willing to throw the ball or willing to take hits? Like, are they willing to have that part of the offense? Is Lane Johnson okay? Let's test him out. I think it's going to be like, uh, you know, like a little little tepid at first. Both sides are feeling each other out. Uh, So if the Eagles lose this game on defense, the talk's going to be about Jonathan Gannon, right? Because as, 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 as we know here, well, no, I'm not saying, I'm I'm not saying necessarily from me, but I'm saying the big talk in the, in the city. I mean, there's there's basically a, a, a two years of evidence here that Jonathan Gannon loses games in the Eagles' offense when he did. Right? Um, that was a joke. I thought you would sell it a little more. Um, I mean, but I don't know if that uh, qualifies as a joke. Well, that's how that's how it's generally viewed. That, okay. that but but to be uh, look, I I I will flatter. Why do the chicken cross the playground? Why? To get to the other slide. Um, (laughs) I will engage here. That's Casey's favorite joke. In in that um, this is a game where you don't have to overthink it defensively, I think. And and you said it at the top of the show. The Eagles have the corners to play against these wide receivers, right? Um, There's – you don't – if – I saw Dan Orlovsky from ESPN – break down like what the Eagles defense why can't Jeff do. Saturday should be the is the most qualified candidate for the Colts job what the Eagles defense can't do against Daniel Jones and I, I I I thought it was good like they you know they 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 need to trust their corners in this game they need to pressure Daniel Jones I think if they sit back and they let Daniel Jones uh make you know make plays uh, uh you know make high efficient pass or high percentage passes or if they if he's able to move and run the ball, then that's 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 where Jones can get confidence here. But I think the Eagles have such an advantage with their defensive personnel that like tr- this is why you have two of the best cornerbacks in the league. James Bradbury was second team All Pro. Darius Slay thought he should have been on the All Pro team and pointed out that he was on the first team All Pro team by the players. So if the players think he's a first team All Pro, why doesn't like the media think he's a first team all pro. Um, but yeah, you 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 have two cornerbacks who are like this. The Eagles haven't had that in such a long time. How many I mean, I, I think back to playoff games when they've had I mean we can go through the names when it was Carrie Williams and Bradley Fletcher in 2013 playoffs. And Sconces. then and then in the 2017 playoffs, I mean Jalen Mills and Ronald Darby were were tough players, but 
they were not all pro players. You know, you look at, at, at some of the corners they've had in the, in the following games and um, they have such a good cornerback combination and they're playing against wide receivers who are, I don't want to say no name wide receivers, but you're not facing uh, CD lamb here, right? You're not, you know, you're not facing Justin Jefferson. You're, you're facing guys who you should have confidence in your corners against them. And so I, I think that this is one of those games. I, I don't like that term soft zone, but if they are playing what the uh, radio caller will call soft zone, then I think you're almost playing into what the Giants are able to do. This is a game where you need to trust your corners can win in man coverage because they can win in man coverage. And I do think that if the Giants can get some offensive momentum like they did last week, even if the Eagles offense sputters, the the uh, conversation on sat on Sunday morning and on Monday morning is going to be about the defensive coordinator because that's the way it's been after every loss this season. The focus has been on the defensive coordinator. Even when they, by the way, even when they they lost to the Saints and the Eagles offense was like a three and out machine, it was well the Eagles offense let them score on the first try or the Eagles defense let them score on the first drive. So yeah, I think that's where the blame will go. Okay. Uh, I'm going to steal one from you. Um, I was, I was, I gave you two chances to get it, but if the Eagles win this game on defense, someone who I think we will be talking about, you can make a case for Hassan Reddick dominating Evan Neal, who was the weak link of that offensive line. Uh, you can make a case for the corners who you talked about, especially James Bradbury going up against his former team. Uh, but I'm going to go with someone who has not had the best season. Um, but I just sort of feel it in my bones mm, that Fletcher Cox has like, he still has it in him to save it up for a big game. I like that. Um, you know, he had like, they, they rotate the defensive lineman a lot. Um, he has not had to play too many snaps. I don't think he, I don't think he can lift his level to the former, you know, all pro Fletcher Cox level over the course of the postseason. But I think he's got like a game record game in him. He's also been like he has been close a lot this year mm -hmm. um, where he's been like the first guy to move the quarterback from the spot. And then Brandon Graham cleans up the sack or somebody else gets it. I think maybe that 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 like regresses a little bit. And Fletcher Cox has a big game, uh, both stopping Saquon Barkley and also maybe maybe a, a couple sacks of Daniel Jones with a force bump. You did steal that one from me, and I agree. And uh, I think Fletcher Cox is a player to watch this game. I don't want to say he's been saving it for the playoffs because – Can you tell your story? Is that okay to tell this story? Not yet because I, mm. I, 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 I'm I holding that um, in case he has a big performance. Okay. And uh, for – yeah, I think it would be a real good story for next week. Um, I, I certainly don't want to give that out right now, but it's a tease. I'll, I'll talk about it on the playoff pods. Um, but – yeah, uh, if 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 in fact they do win, I don't want to count chickens before they hatch here. Um, so I guess we can't steal from either of each. We both, yeah, we, we exactly. Used, so right. I don't have to worry about that. So if the Eagles lose, uh, I think we'll be talking about Jalen Hurts on offense, and I say that because obviously you, all, you always mm -hmm. talk about the quarterback, right? But playoffs tend to. Whether it's fair or it's unfair, playoffs tend to leave narratives about quarterbacks in particular. 
and the last impression is often the lasting impression, one good or bad. And last year did not end well in the playoffs. Jalen Hurts' game against the playoffs was a bad game. It, uh, it was his, his game in the playoffs against Tampa Bay was a bad game. Um, and he's been amazing this year. He's been MV, every bit MVP worthy. Um, I think Patrick Mahomes is going to win it, and I think it's it's certainly justifiable for Patrick Mahomes to win it. Uh, I would probably play, I would probably pick Patrick Mahomes, but a very like I could make you a very compelling case that Jalen Hurts should be the MVP this year, and that they have been. He is their franchise quarterback. He's the guy going forward. Um, and I'll say this too. Uh, I know we tend to tout our articles here, um, but Greg Bishop from Sports Illustrated, he had uh, a Jalen Hurts story out yesterday, and and I want to point this out because. Um, Greg Bishop's profiled a lot of the great quarterbacks in recent history. I mean, he's, this is, this is what he does. He has and a way of Greg, really moving well diagonally. Okay. That's a chess reference. Um, but Greg said, and this was in his tweet for the story met with a lot of NFL quarterbacks over the years, but Jalen hurts might be the most self-assured of all. And uh, I thought that was really interesting because like you name a quarterback, Greg Bishop's written about him, and for him to say that about Jalen Ben DiNucci, <laughs> you know what I mean. Um, he hasn't written. I don't think he's written about Ben DiNucci, but uh, Reed Sinet. <laughs> you name a great quarterback over the years, Greg Bishop's written about him. Alex um, Magoo. <laughs> um, and so for him to say that about Jalen Hurts, I think really speaks to who Jalen Hurts is. Uh, but look, if if Jalen Hurts loses this playoff game, if, if the Eagles lose this playoff game, not Jalen Hurts loses this playoff game, if the Eagles lose this playoff game and Jalen Hurts is 0-2 in the postseason, yeah, that's going to be something that's discussed. And even if it's unfair. Of course it's going to be discussed. Well, isn't that what this game is, Paul? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's a little bit, it's a little bit like to, to take the quarterback. Of course it is. <laughs> if they lose, of course, we're going to talk about the quarterback. I'm outlining you why it's okay. not just yeah, with, yeah. I'm saying because it's his first playoff game this year because playoff games have lasting there. I, I, by the way, if, if they win this week and then they lose next week, I don't think that conversation is going to take place, but if they I don't lose, know. it depends on how that happens. Yeah. Okay. Obviously everything depends, but right. if they lost this week and, and he is Owen two in the postseason, and his, his two postseason starts are not particularly good postseason starts then there is going to be a narrative that forms until – so that's why I picked him for this week. Yes, and as Tracer points out, uh, the quarterback has traditionally been excluded from this game, and I think also the defensive coordinator. So you've you've now had both 10 poles, but that's okay. That's uh, it, not, it's not, the, not the idea behind the game, but that's fine. Um, but, I, I mean, what you're saying is true, and I, I actually think it would be less about – I mean, obviously, it depends on how the game plays out, but I think it would be less about, oh, he's 0-2 in the playoffs and more about he's now gotten hurt at the end of two consecutive seasons, and maybe that has affected his ability in the playoffs. And then it's a larger conversation about do you pay him if you can't trust that you know he can play his style and make it through a full season. Mm -hmm. but, uh, okay, someone on defense who we're going to talk about if they lose. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Chauncey Gardner Johnson, CJ Gardner Johnson, um, who my assumption 
is that we're going to see what we saw in week 18, which is that he will be in the nickel when the Eagles are in not base personnel. Um, and if that's the case, it's a position that he's only played one game with for the Eagles. Obviously, he uh, is an experienced nickel player. But uh, if there are busts, uh, I could see that happening there, especially knowing that because the Eagles have Darius Slay and James Bradbury on the outside, I would imagine that that's the area of the field that the Giants would like to attack from a passing standpoint. Um, if there are uh, Daniel Jones scrambles, it would stand to reason that, you know, it could be CJ Garner Johnson who's left there to try to tackle him and uh, maybe missing a tackle. Um, same thing goes for potentially Saquon Barkley out of the backfield. Um, and so I think that that CJ Gardner Johnson is a player. If things go wrong, is, is, is someone who we could be talking about, especially if they lose the game, you're talking about who are they going to bring back? Um, and you know, he's set to hit the open market. So that's my answer there. So you did something by the way, that's, that's a good bow staple for your previous answer. Um, which is, uh, which is <laughs> you mentioned like four names. Before you mentioned Fletcher Cox, right? You're like, I could talk about James Bradbury here Correct. for this reason. It could talk about Hassan Reddick here. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So yeah. Uh, it's an important job to make sure that I have I have ownership to, over a lot of things. Yeah. And then when yeah. it comes to our, our post-game pod, he can say that he mentioned yeah. it in this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is not my first rodeo. Yeah. I know what uh, I'm doing. Yeah. Uh I'm I'm going with Hassan Reddick here. First playoff game he's ever played in. He got pressure in that first game against the Giants. He got pressure in that second game against the Giants. He's gotten pressure in most games this year. He is absolutely revved up about playing in the postseason after five years without getting there. And, uh, you know, I, I think that he's been – I, he's he should be a candidate for defensive player of the year. He's not going to be he's, – he's not going to win it. But he should be in that conversation, and I think he's going to have a, a huge game if they win. Okay, I think that's fair. And as we said, Evan Neal is there to be had. Um, so that's that's uh, working in his favor. All right, what's my last one? If the Eagles win the game, who are we going to talk about on offense? Okay, because you took Goddard. Um, you know, I think Jalen Hurts is an interesting possibility here. Um, <laughs> thank you, Marissa. Um, Sorry. Zach was I, not paying attention. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I have to put – because uh, – like we said at the beginning of the of of the pod, this feels like a Saturday for me, but it's actually a Friday, and I I have a, a radio interview every Friday at this time that I need to reschedule. Uh, so yeah, so I have to text that. We know it yeah. well because at the media house, uh, this is a this is a famous weekly radio hit because Zach will go upstairs, and we can all hear him, but it's a radio interview where. For whatever reason, they really keep Zach on for like 25 minutes. And so we get to we get to joke about, oh, you know, Anthony's really holding Zach hostage again this week. Uh, yeah. So I, I realized I'm like, oh, this is a Friday right now. Mm. So yeah. Texting that. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Miles Sanders. Um, you know, it, it would be it would be a surprise if AJ Brown or Devontae Smith don't do something big in this game. Um, however, the Giants were 32nd in rush DVOA defense over the course of the season. Uh, and even when they had this like late season improvement, they were only up to 22 minutes to 22 uh, against the run. So uh, we saw what the Eagles were able to do in the second half 
against the Giants in Week 14 um, for all of Dexter Lawrence's ability in the middle of the field. And boy, is he awesome. Um, everybody else is there to be had in the run game. Their linebackers are terrible. Um, we talked about if they go to you know seven defensive backs or even just a regular dime package, the Eagles should be able to run the ball on them. Uh, I know that everybody likes the Boston Scott Giants killer thing, which is very funny. But I could see you know a, a rested Miles Sanders um, having a big game against a, a bad run defense. I agree. And Miles Sanders against Saquon Barkley is a big topic. Check out, by the way, Dan Pompey's story on the Athletics. Yes about uh, Miles Sanders that appeared on Wednesday. Okay. All right. Let's take our break. Just one break today. We'll come back. we got a big swooper to get to. Crystal Ball Deagle predictions. And uh, Zach's uh, top five menu items from Chick-fil-A. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Welcome back to Birds with Friends. Zach, Marissa, Bo, as we prepare. What, what, what's funny? What is Zach doing? I don't know. Zach was like all of a sudden surprised that we were back. Mm. And like the look on his face was like, what? I was responding to text messages. I'm 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 sorry about that. How's Jeffrey doing? <laughs> All right, let's get on with the show. Come on. Okay. Well, I think we can bring in our guest. Uh, we have a guest. As we prepare. Look at look at that. Zach, we told you this. <laughs> I can't. I was selling it for the audience. Oh, okay. And, and, I, and uh, Dane is, uh, for the audio listeners, uh, is joining us, the professor himself. Uh, and I think the reason we have you on is because you have a uh, uh, an anecdote to share of, of uh, something that happened to you this morning. Oh, yeah, that was great. Um, so, yeah, uh, this morning I drop off Everett at daycare and uh, I, I pop into uh, my favorite local coffee shop, Rival Brothers. Uh, shout out uh, 20th and uh, Lombard or 24th and Lombard. And um, I, I run into a friend and I said, uh, you know, they said, oh, what are you going to do today? And I said, well, actually, I'm going to I'm going to pop on um, Birds with Friends this morning. I'm excited about that. And the person in front of me 
turns around like really quickly and excitedly and says, birds with friends, that's my brother, Zach. <laughs> and that's I was amazing. like, oh, wow, that is awesome. And you know, which brother are you and everything. And so that, that was really great. It was Matt, brother number two. And um, yeah. we got to reminisce about back when Zach lived in the neighborhood and we ran into him. <laughs> And Matt said, that's right, Zach left us. Um, and, uh, a fellow pen guy, by the way. Oh, yeah. Oh, we didn't get a chance to talk about yeah. that. But, yeah, I yeah. got to meet yeah. his, uh, his wife, Marissa, as well. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was great. All right. So, that was Excellent cool. name, by the way. Shout out to uh, Marissa Berman. <laughs> yes, I think whenever the uh, – Marissa, whenever the season ends, uh, I think we need to do a full episode of, of name baby name quackatology. Okay. Well, I it guess was, we should. It was um, also really start... funny, by the way. He 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 texted Zach apparently, and he told me that uh, yes. that he texted that he texted you, Zach, and he said that you you told him that you hoped he was nice to me, which uh, <laughs> I was just imagining the, the 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 counter to that. Like he he just like poured his coffee on me and kicked me. And, uh, <laughs> I I I hope he told you that I called I called you brilliant in the text. Yes, um, I, I said he's a professor. He's brilliant. So, okay. Well, thank you. I, I appreciate the flattery. That is not going to save you in Swoofer today, but we'll see. Yeah, I was going to say, Zach's buttering you up. Yeah. I was listening to a podcast on the way to work yesterday. Uh, I was listening to Adam Grant's podcast, and he he had on, uh, who's another professor at Penn. And it was, uh, uh, there, he was speaking to an author, and they were talking about game theory. And I was like, I need to jot down notes here um, because actually, one of the, the things they were talking about was something that could really help me in future swoopers. Mm. So I can't wait for Wednesdays when the season ends to try to audit Professor Selman's class. Looking forward to it. All right. Should we hit the sounder? Zach, start us off. Five. What? Wait, what? <laughs> Dennis, it just ruined Zach's weekend. Swooper. <laughs> it's the best. It's so good. All right. We are here. Uh, for the divisional round swooper. This is three points at stake. I have eight points on the season. Marissa has five. Zach has four. So a Marissa win this week would tie me at the top. A tie this week, if the Eagles win the game, would make it a seven-point week next week. That's insane. I would say unfair to uh, whoever it was that proved to be best over the course of the season, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, Zach, you have built 40... a massive lead precisely due to that rule. You mean, yes, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, Zach, you have 44 turkeys with which to bid. I have 45. Marissa, you have 29. I believe it is my turn to go first this week. Uh, and so I will start with a very down the middle one. The Eagles will play the Dallas Cowboys. In the NFC Championship game, I will open the bidding at four. Five. I'm out on this one. So you're pick, you're, you're predicting two outcomes here. Yeah. That's correct. Yes. <laughs> so I hear Thanks six. for clarifying that. I will say six. Six going once. Six going twice. Sold to Bo. Okay. Good one. I do think that's going to happen, but I, you know, that's a, that's a lot to predict. All right. Marissa, why don't you go next? Okay. Well, I've seen some comments in the chat 
And unfortunately, I cannot, I did not do a baby, um, a gender reveal one last week because my big mouth accidentally revealed it on a cameo in classic fashion. So baby Dunn is a girl. All right. Very yes. excited. Yes. <laughs> I knew it was going to be a girl. So, yes. Very excited. Michael's going to be a wonderful girl dad. Yeah. He's very excited. So unfortunately I cannot make that part of swooper. Um, and gain some points from it, but I will take the points that the gender reveal or the baby reveal helped me get back in the game. So, all right, I'm going to start with Miles Sanders and Jalen Hurts combined for more rushing yards or touchdowns than Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones. What does the or touchdowns mean there? I don't know. That one was <laughs> by the chat. Maybe let's do rushing yards. Just rushing okay. yards. So Jalen Hurts and Miles Sanders combined for more rushing yards than Daniel and, Jones and Saquon, and Saquon Barkley. Yep. Okay. You got to open the bidding. Three. Six. Seven. Eight. Nine. Ten. Do I have? You have 44. 44. Ten. Wow. Eleven. 12. Okay, I'm out. 12 going nice once. One. 12 going twice. Sold to bow. Wow. Okay. You don't have any faith in, in Daniel Jones's legs? Not as much as I do in Shields' legs. <laughs> All right. Um, so my swoopers are going to have a theme here. And the theme they tend is to do. The, the NFC Divisional Round from 2017, things that occurred in that game here. So uh, some of these have a low probability of occurring, but who knows? Okay. <laughs> uh, the first being that there is a goal-lined stand by the Eagles. So what I, what, it, it doesn't have to be the end of the game. But famously, the Falcons had that goal line stand there where they did not score. Uh, so the Giants are inside the 10 yard line. Mm -hmm. Okay. And they don't get any points from the drive. And they have all four downs. You're given inside the 10 is the goal line? All right. Let's go inside the five. All right. Let's okay. go inside the well, five. I guess you're saying no points at all. No points at all. Yeah. And not like a, a first. Uh, well, how about like a first down turnover? Like it has to be a stand. Right and so no no field goal down. attempt. What about a missed field, no field goal? That... No no no. Okay, okay. All right. I'm so so. So uh, they fail. That's the fourth four... down. Uh, okay, so they a fourth down four... stop inside the ten yard line. Is that a fair or yeah. inside the five yard line? Yeah, ten or five. Let's go five. Let's go. Uh, All right. I don't know. What do you think? Well, I think a goal line stop would mean inside the five. Finish. Um. <laughs> uh, does it have to start does it have know. to start uh, no i think start, i think the I last think. play of the okay. the fourth down yeah. is with is inside the five yard he's line. inside the five yard line. deal okay deal okay what are you starting the bidding at starting the bidding at two three four five i'm out five going once five going twice sold to me okay I'm going to bank on a good Eagles defense and an aggressive uh, uh, table. Okay. I like that. All right, Professor. 
I wouldn't bank on an aggressive Dable. Uh, 25th most <laughs> aggressive on fourth downs uh, during the season. <laughs> um, I feel like they went for it a bunch in the last game, no? They did, yeah. They they went for it in their own territory on a big fourth and one, yes. That is true. Okay. And um, early in the season, I think and and then there was a, a long stretch in the middle of the season when he, when he stopped being so aggressive. Mm-hmm. Um, I was very excited to come on today because I have like, I, I've just been like, you know, like, watching film and looking at stats all week and I have like all this stuff and I was like <laughs> and I was like like I'm gonna incorporate these into the swooper. Um and like Zach Zach. Will, Zach will appreciate that I uh you know that, that I do want to talk about the game some um you know while I'm here. I do appreciate that. Um so this first swooper is gonna be about an early downs thing, which I know Bo uh, likes to make fun of me for for being really into. Um the Giants defense is 32nd by EPA, 21st by success on early downs. So they're really bad. They're really bad in general, but when they do get the third down, which is rare, they're, they're dead last in the league at even getting the third down. They give up first downs on early downs so often, but when they do get there, they're pretty good. They're actually fourth in success rate, seventh in EPA. And I've heard some of the Giants players talk this week about how they're good situationally. They're good in the red zone and they're good on third down, but they have to get the third down, right? So in week 14, the Eagles passed on 19 of the 23 uh, early downs in the first three drives. All three drives ended in touchdowns. And seven of the 13 first downs came on early downs. So this swooper is about getting first downs on early downs. And in that game, the Eagles got more first downs on early downs than the Giants got total. And that's exactly what this swooper is. The swooper is the Eagles are going to convert more first downs on early downs, meaning first and second down, than the Giants convert total first downs. And again, this did happen in week 14. And I'll let this one just be a normal normal auction. The other two are going to be more fun. Two. Three. Four. I'm out. Four okay. going once. Seems like Bo has had an ample opportunity to make a bid. And he has Four not. going twice. Four going. It still has to go through the process. <laughs> Sold. Sold. It's a Zach before. Okay. Good value play. First. Quick thing about the early down thing, by the way, I heard uh, Zach chose uh, before he chose Jalen Hurts for uh, for Alex. <laughs> uh, he chose uh, Dallas Goddard, and the, the the Giants linebackers are famously bad. You know, they have Jared Davis, mm-hmm. who they picked up from the Lions practice squad, first round bust, um, starting somehow. I have no idea how that happened or, or why it happened. Um, Jalen Smith as well. They take them off the field. As soon as they can, like against the Vikings last week, they were taking them off on second down. It would get to like second and eight and they'd switch to dollar. Um, and as Bo said, the Eagles will probably run on that. I noticed in the first game, Eagles would get a first down on third down against dollar and they would always go no huddle in that situation to catch the Giants in in, in dollar on on the next first down. And so that'll be an interesting thing to look for if the Eagles try to try to do that. I like that. And even if they don't throw a run on it, like Dallas Goddard is a good matchup against those guys, yeah, right? Like I just they never they never did run in those first downs. They they passed it every time, which was kind of interesting to see. Um that they, they went no huddle, kept them in dollar, but right. then just based on the they look or whatever. The they, they, yeah. All right. Uh the you know, I talked about the the feeling out process. What are we gonna see from Jalen Hurts? My uh my proposal here is that there is a called Jalen Hurts run on the opening offensive possession for the Eagles. So if it's a long drive, could be at any point. If it's a three and out, got to be in the first three plays. If 
But at some point in the opening Eagles possession, they have a called quarterback run. And does called call does called quarterback run include a zone read where he holds it? Yes. Where he tucks it. Okay. Or yeah, or an RPO yeah. where yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, but yeah, scrambles don't count. Yes. Okay. And you know what I'm going to say for this? Sneaks don't count. That's fair. Because I think because I yeah. think that's yeah, yeah. that's that's not, not a traditional the, run. Yeah, it's not it's not the spirit of the question. Sure. Um, and I will say four, five, six, seven. I'm out. And just real quick, he had he had five such runs in week 14 in the game. Non-sneak. Right. And that was in a in a blowout. So you would imagine they were calling less as the game went on. Uh I'll, you have seven, Fewer. Zach. More Fewer. more as the game went on because they didn't run at all <laughs> in the first half. Oh. Right. Uh I'll say eight. Nine. Nine going once. Nine going twice. I'll say 10. Ooh. Come on, Zach. Do I hear 11? 11. Wow. Bo, do I hear I feel 12? like they want to send this message very early. 11 going once. 11 going twice. Sold to Zebra for 11. Wow. Too spicy. Okay. Zach, you've got 29 left. I've got 27. Mercer's got 24. Okay. I should have gone for 12, but I think Zach would have gone. All right. Am I up? Or is Mercer? No, Mercer's up. Mercer, a lot of of talk in the chat I've seen. Uh, Big compliments on the hair today. Oh, thank you. I actually, this was hair from yesterday. My hair is getting very dark. I have not dyed my hair since I found out I was pregnant. So mm. I will have probably brown hair by the time this podcast is over. <laughs> this yes, podcast this is, does go on for a long time. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be <laughs> got a few more hours to go. The, the daily pods are over in the playoffs. Yeah. But thank you. I appreciate that from everybody. Give me a good confidence boost. Okay. And you know who's going to give Zach a confidence boost this weekend? Eli. So the broadcast showing Eli three or more times. Three, three. or more. Ooh. Three or more. I mean, he's probably going to be in the owner's booth, right? In the owner's box would be my guess. So he could be the go-to shot. And it and it's like, if it's the same drive, it doesn't matter. It just like flashes to the camera, flashes back Okay, to it could the be field. just, yeah, just yes. cut back and forth. That counts twice. That counts. Quick, quick interruption. Eli was the Giants quarterback who last won a game at the link for the Giants. Question for you, Zach. Trivia question. Who Two were the Eagles name. quarterbacks who played in that game? The last time the Giants won at the link. There were two because there was an injury. Okay. Uh, the last time the Giants won at the link. And you have Eli as the starter here. So I am going with uh shoot this is bad podcasting sorry about that that's no problem no 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 i'll give you i'll give you a hint the eagles have won nine games in a row at the link against the giants the last time the giants won was in the first year of chip 2013 oh okay well this is easy then michael vick no 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 I'm sorry. Uh, Matt Barkley got in. It was uh, Nick. You got, you got both Matt of them. It was Michael Vick, and then Matt Barkley had to play the last 44 snaps okay. of that game, which is why gotcha. the Giants won. I'll give that, it to Zach, too. He can't even see the comments because there was a lot of Barkley. That's true. Okay. Yeah. So. 
Okay. Now, Marissa, did you did you put a bid on this yet? Oh, um, I'm gonna start with two. Okay. I'll say three. Four. Four going once. Four going twice. Sold to me. I think you. I think you're gonna get that. Yeah, I think we're gonna see lots of Eli. Okay, so I'm up here. Uh, that Eagles Falcons game, famously, Tory Smith had the catch off of mm. off of Keanu Neal's knee. I'm not the category. I think Tory Smith he, is gonna be at the game too. I yes, yeah, I think he's one of the honorary captains. Yeah. I don't think he's yes the three I, greatest Eagles of all time: Tory Smith, Malcolm Jenkins, and Brent Selleck. <laughs> Bridge too far, right? Um, uh, they're going to actually I, announce I, that they're going to retire Tory Smith's <laughs> number in the game. Hey, I would be but the first. Meanwhile, one Malcolm Jenkins that. is going to be there. Um, you know, Zach McPherson's going to run him over. Uh, <laughs> so no, uh, um, this this is not that. Hold a, on, a good clarification quickly on the chat. These. It has to be a live shot of Eli. No, like old yes. shots of, yeah. uh, yes, of yes, Eli yes. or footage that does not count yet. Yes, live shot of Eli okay. at the game. Okay, okay so uh, I feel like double. If he's given the double birds, I should like automatically get it. Should we add an asterisk? No, to that one? absolutely no, no. not. Okay, you've already gotten your baby yeah. charity. Okay. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. Okay. So this is not obviously a ball hits the opponent's knee at the Eagles catch, but the Eagles catch a pass that's deflected off of a New York Giant player. Okay? So it could be... It could be tipped at the line of scrimmage, right? Right. If it's yes. tipped at the line of scrimmage, it counts? Yes. Now, does defense yes. count too? Yeah. If it goes through a Giant's receiver's oh, hands no, and no, a no, defensive no. player no, has catches to be it? An, no, it has to be an Eagles catch. An Eagles catch. Oof. In the spirit of Tory Smith's offense, catch. Eagles offensive yes, catch. Yes, Eagles offensive catch. Okay. And I will start the bidding at one. Typical Z-Berm submission. You I mean, weasel. this has probably happened yeah. one time all year. <laughs> I'm going with a theme here, okay? Yes. If, if you think about memorable things that occurred in that Falcons game, the goal line stand. It was this, memorable precisely then... because. Okay, okay. So, like, a Giants yes. player could almost intercept it. And yes. that counts. But he's saying he has to touch it. Yes. He has, it has to, to touch yeah, it. Yeah, it has to deflect off. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. May as well have one going Devin once, Allen's one here. going Two. twice. Two. That's a fun one to root for. Two, Two going, going once. Two going twice. Sold to Marissa. Okay. Zach wanted no part of that. <laughs> All right, Professor. Oh, it's me. Okay. Um, Daniel Jones in his presser was asked about playing in, in front of the Philly fans. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, creative uh, questions by the Giants media, I noticed, all week. Um, they're known for having a good crowd. We're prepared for it. We've played there before, he said, which is false. He has never played in front of a <laughs> Philly crowd in his life. Uh, I was there. Right? I was there the only oh, time no. that he ever played at the link, and there were 5,000 other fans there. It was the, the year where uh, you know it was oh, COVID, and there were only uh, letting 5,000 fans in the game. So I was and one boy, of the lucky... what a great job Roger Goodell did making sure that that season got through and they didn't miss any games. You got to give him credit. I was one of the lucky few who got to see Daniel Jones run all that way and then fall flat on his face. That was the only uh-huh. time he's ever played at the link. So the question uh, is related to the Giants being affected by the crowd. It is going to be a Dutch auction. 
where I'm going to count down from uh, whoever has the most turkeys number down. And it is that the Giants have... How much is it? 29. Okay, I'll I'll count fast. Uh, The Giants have at least two of the following things uh, total. False start penalties, delay of game penalties, or a needless timeout, which is clearly called to to avoid a delay of game. And hopefully there won't be too much debate about whether that was the case or not. Uh, it has to be just before the playcock expires. It can't be one of those where they're like, you know. Um, uh-huh. Okay, so are we ready? Can they be a combination? Yes, yes. Two okay. total of those of those things. Okay, it doesn't okay. have to be two false starts. Okay. Right. Okay, ready? I'm going to count down from 29. Whoever yells swooper gets it. Only the winner pays. 29, 28, 27, 26, 25, 24, 23, 22, 21, 20, 19, 18, 17, 16, 15, 14, 13, 12, 11, 10, 9, Swooper. Okay, nine. Zach said Swooper before I said 8, so he gets it for 9. I was going to go for 8, so good job. Good right. job by Zach. You got I was it. Going you for got seven. the right one. I thought you guys were going to. Wow. I like that one. I think that one is, has a high percentage chance of happening. Yeah, two false starts feels like. Yeah. That could definitely happen. Or it's, it's a late timeout. Like, I, I could see that. Mm. Now, there is some there is some scuttlebutt that uh, the Giants are going to have maybe a, a bigger fan presence than you might expect for this game. Uh, they've been buying up some tickets, some Eagles fans willing to uh, maybe hope that they'll win this game and they can go next week and uh, cash in. Just just some uh, some buzz that I'm hearing. That's not you, Denise, right? No, it's not me, and I'm sure there will be more than five thousand Eagles fans there, uh, regardless. So, yes. Uh, all right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go for uh, the big play Eagles here. Um, you know, he had Jalen Hurts had the touchdown catch or throw to uh, Devontae Smith with Julian Love missing the interception in that first Giants game. He also hit AJ Brown for a long touchdown on the very next play. Uh, this is a very straightforward. The Eagles have a passing touchdown of at least 40 yards and i will start the bidding at three four eagles had two completions over 20 yards in week 14 total and it was those and it was those two touchdowns yeah yeah oh it has to be a touchdown it has to be a touchdown back to back plays uh i will say five five going once five going twice Sold. Sold to bow. Okay. All right. We talked a lot about Dallas Goddard. So Dallas Goddard has at least 100 receiving yards. And starting at what? Two. Three. Four. Five. Six. I think this has only happened three times in his career. Is that right? Um, you know what? I'm I'm like a coach with the timeouts in the playoffs here. I can't, yeah, you know, I can't take timeouts into the offseason. Although we do have Swooper next week, regardless, right? So no, if the Eagles lose, oh, if the Eagles lose. Oh, I thought we were no, going in the. There's no conversation. No, 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 no. If the Eagles no. lose, Swooper. Okay. I mean, okay. we can we can do yeah. we can talk about the games, but Swooper ends when the Eagles season ends. Okay. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. 
Oh, he decides uh, that like three quarters. Oh, <laughs> come on. That's everybody knows that. Yeah. Oh, I yeah, thought that's... this was going. I mean, we did it last week when the Eagles didn't play. Yeah, because the Eagles the season week. is still going. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with that. But what so... if it ends in a tie? What if I win? That's part oh. of the that's part of the game. If it ends in a tie, we'll do Super Bowl one. Yeah. So Okay. okay. I'll make that decision. But yeah, I think it's that, that, that decision. Kind of... That decision was made in a past year, by the way. If you, like year. you guys had yeah. said, if it ends in a tie, you'll do a Super Bowl tiebreaker. Okay. Okay. All um, right. So what's so what's I it think at I was now? At five. Six. Was that five? Okay, we'll do it like that. Seven. Eight. Nine. It's yours. Nine going once. Yeah. Nine going twice. It's old to Marissa. I'm really banking on on one of Professor Selman's uh on his on his last one to be a to be one I'm new, I want turkeys for. That's um, a stark contrast one. to your past strategy of taking your AirPods <laughs> out during my <laughs> uh so so the uh the other thing we we recall from that Falcons game was Fletcher Cox at a huge game. Okay. And so Fletcher Cox has at least five, uh, a, a combination of quarterback hits, sacks, tackles for losses, which is what he had against the Falcons in that dominant, probably one of the best games I've ever seen him play. Now, will and, you count a sack as a sack and a quarterback hit? Will it count as two? I'm counting whatever the, yeah, it, it'll be. What the what the box stat sheet, so yeah, then yes, the, okay. So this the stat sheet reads from that game: one sack, two TFLs, two QB hits. Okay. How many turkeys do I have left, though? You have nine. Zach has twenty. I have twenty-two. Sacks okay. almost always count as as QB hits. Sometimes, like if the quarterback goes out of bounds, runs out of bounds, or something, yeah, yeah, you'll yeah. get the sack, yeah. but not the. Yeah. Yeah. Or if you or a strip sack is usually not a QB hit either. Uh, so I, I'm starting the bidding at three. I forget. There was a, somebody, there, there was a play in the NFL a couple weekends ago where a guy told us, Oh, is that, was that you telling us? Oh yeah. 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 It was uh, Christian Ellis's brother. Like got screwed out of a sack because someone else got a sack on the same play. Yeah. There were two sacks on the same play, which is amazing. There you go. Yeah. Uh, I've started at three. I said four. It was Minshew, Gardner Minshew. Six. Seven. See, the good one about this is that even if it hits, I'll get some owl you know credit. So I don't need this one. Mm-hmm. See, I don't play Eight. for credit. So nine. Okay, I can't bid. Nine going once, nine going twice. Salt to Zach. Okay. Is it me? Sorry. Um, this yeah. is you. It's okay. the last one. All right. So, uh, big playoff week. You know, this is it. This is why we're fans. And, uh, you know, and this is like the the whole thing. It's, it's you know, I know the Kennedy Brooks signing and the future look bright, but, <laughs> but you know, it's a, this is it. Like, this is it, right? Like, like we're, we're all very nervous and, 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 and all that. And so one of the ways that I try to relax from this is 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 doing these silly uh, uniform uh, combination analytic stuff. Mm. And so the last one is is related to that, but not completely about that. So the Eagles under Nick Sirianni are eight and ten wearing green and white, and fifteen and two wearing anything else, right? And 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 which is you know 
kind of surprising since they normally wear green and white at home. But they're wearing green on white this week. And um, the other thing is they have worn green on white eight times this season. And in all five day games, they wore white socks. And in all three night games, they wore black socks. Okay. Um, so keep that in mind when you hear the following swooper. And also the Eagles are undefeated all time in divisional home playoff games. Uh, they're obviously favored by a lot in this game. The swooper is that the Eagles win the game. And it's going to be an all pay sealed bid auction. I know it's Zach's favorite. That means that everyone's going to pay their bid. But only the winner gets the item. Now, the winner, and only the winner, will get all of their turkeys back. If the Eagles wear white socks in the NFC Championship game, which is scheduled for 3 p.m. (laughs) So (laughs) you get the point if the Eagles win the game. And then you get your turkeys back, but those turkeys could only be used for the Super Bowl. So basically, they would only be valuable to you if the Eagles also win the NFC Uh, Championship game. Plus, the Sox pattern would have to continue so that they wear white during the day games. So hopefully that wasn't too confusing. Sealed bid, all pay. The losers will pay their bid and they can't get their turkeys back ever. The winner will have a chance to get the turkeys back if the Eagles wear white socks next week. How many turkeys does everyone have? You have 11. Marissa has nine. I have 22. What about ties, Dennis? If there is a tie, everyone still pays their bid, and we will uh, flip a coin or do a random drawing or whatever, depending if if, if there's three. And only the winner gets the benefits of, of... Okay. Zach, did you just change what you wrote down? Yeah, I did. Because I, I saw it. <laughs> yeah. You saw, you saw what I wrote down? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I changed what I wrote down. They, like, yeah. flip the screen, like, in slow-mo. <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry, yeah. And you had a giant number written on your Zach's paper. over there playing three-dimensional chess, like, flashing, <laughs> flashing fake <No>. bids. <laughs> I mean, if he's going to flash something, that's probably the right thing to flash. <laughs> Okay, I'm ready. I'm trying to get somebody else to care about the socks. I mean, I think, you know. I'm I'm a big uniform person. All right, is, so. I'm ready. Okay, and it's not the socks this week. To be clear, it's the socks next week that matter. It's the game this week and the socks next week. Okay. Right. Three, two. Nine for Marissa, zero for Zach, 12 for me. Oh, wow. Okay. So Marissa's wiped out. Yeah. Zach didn't bid anything. He was going to bid 11. Uh, I bid 12. I get, I have 10 turkeys left. I was, I knew that Zach was, I was going to go to 10 just to beat Marissa, but I couldn't, I couldn't risk it. I needed to win that. So I was just like, you know what? I'm going all in. This could be the last week, apparently. So, yeah. So I, I was, I was going, I was going all in until I heard what Bo had. And I was like, I'm just going to have to concede him the point because... I think that was probably right. Yeah. So, Zach, you have... uh, Fletcher Cox has five combined tackles for loss, sacks, quarterback hits. You have uh, the crowd one with two, at least two false starts or timeouts. Uh, Jalen Hurts has a called run on the Eagles opening possession. 
and the Eagles have more first or early down first downs than the Giants have overall first downs. I have the Eagles play the Cowboys in the NFC Championship game. Jalen Hurts and Miles Sanders run for more yards than Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones. There is a passing touchdown of at least 40 yards for the Eagles. And the last one with uh, the Eagles winning the game. And then I get the turkeys back if they wear white socks in the NFC Championship game. Marissa has a goal line stand. They show Eli on TV at least three times. There is a tipped catch. And Dallas Goddard has at least 100 yards. Okay. All right. Do you guys know? Is any other? Uh, go ahead. No, no, sorry, sorry. No, I wanted to just you've you've done you've done your prep. Is there anything else that you'd like to get off your chest? Yeah, just just one more thing in case anyone's feeling super confident about this uh, game and needs to feel a little more nervous. Uh, when is the last time the Eagles won a home playoff game as a favorite? Hmm. Uh. Probably, oh, I don't know, not since I've covered the beat, so you have to go before is it, that. Is it 2004? Almost. It was Tiki Barber's last ever game, 2006. Wow, interesting. Wild card mm-hmm. round against the Giants, 23-20 win. Since then, the Eagles won only one more game as a favorite period in Minnesota in the wild card round two years later in 08. So it's been 14 years since the Eagles have won any kind of playoff game as a favorite. Oh, and four in the last four games as a favorite championship game in Arizona, the wild card home losses to green Bay, new Orleans and Seattle. So uh, if you're looking to be nervous, uh, if you're wondering when's the last time I felt really good about the Eagles winning a playoff game, as a favorite, and it actually happened. It was 14 years ago and 16 years ago at home. So, I'm sorry to jump in here. I have a radio hit that I'm late for. I'm gonna give my prediction. You guys can stick on. Is that okay? Unbelievable. We like we, now we find out who has priority. This is ridiculous. I, I've, I've kept pushing it back. It's it's. We've been on for an hour and 35 minutes. He's gonna be mad at you, Zach. Zachariah, you're late. Eagles Giants. It's my best uh, so uh, the over under is 48 points. I have the Eagles winning, but not covering. I have the Eagles 28, Giants 23. All right. Thanks for uh, deigning to spend some time with us on your actual job, Zach. Go enjoy it's... your your uh, your hobby. Well, you jumped on nine minutes late. <laughs> I did wow, not jump on nine fired. minutes late. We started nine minutes late. I jumped on the... one minute late. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, we'll we'll talk. Well, I I think I think everything we need to discuss was sufficiently covered over the past ninety minutes. Uh, yeah, that's 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 my prediction. I have missed calls here. I gotta get to. Um, thanks for thanks for tuning in. Looking forward to <laughs> looking forward to the post game pod. Much to discuss. Right. Well, Thank the good news is we have Matt, who's about to join us, who's uh, at <laughs> Danez's house, uh, and he's going to just – he's going to take over. Uh, all right. Uh, Danez, you, don't, you do not do predictions, right? No, no. I'm w- way too nervous and way too much of a fan to, <laughs> to do such a thing. I can talk about stuff to look for early in the game or something. What else would you like to, what else would you like to tell us to look for? I do think, like, there's this um, – 
like like the Giants changing on defense has been discussed and all that kind of stuff. And it'll be interesting to see how they play against the Eagles because in that first game they played a lot of base, they played a lot of five man defensive lines, like five one five even, which they you know don't do very much against other teams. They didn't do any of that against the Vikings last week. It'll be really interesting to see how they match twelve personnel because they matched it with nickel last week. Like the Eagles play a lot of twelve personnel, obviously. Will they match it with base like they did in week 14? Or are they like this new team that's going to play it differently? Um, I think I think that stuff's interesting. And then on the other side of the ball, Eagles played 16 snaps of 5-1-5 and almost no base against the... That's, I was just going to ask you about this. Go ahead. Yeah, three snaps of base in the whole game. Um, so, you know, in terms of like Reed Blankenship, like he's going to be out there the whole time. You know what I mean? Like, like, like Chauncey is probably going to be playing nickel pretty much the whole game. But they played very little 5-1-5, if at all, in week 18, right? Yes, but the Giants were playing, like, weird 12 personnel the whole game in that game because they didn't really want to play their wide receivers. Like, so they had a different – they had a very different approach um, because it was all the bench players. Um, Daniel Jones had two scrambles for eight yards in that game. Yes. He got away on one zone read keeper. One was a a fourth and five. He got six yards. Yeah, that might be right. Um, But, like, that's it, right? Like – and and the um you know the the rushing in that game like Josh Sweat was talking earlier this week about against that team there are certain play calls where you can't even try certain rushes and you could tell just watching that game that they weren't rushing inside like the edges ever like you know and and the Vikings last week I don't know what they were doing like they were just sitting back and cover four or three underneath defenders and the edges kept trying to rush inside and every time Jones would just take off around the side and he got you know he scrambled a million times for a million yards um I'm sure that's going to be the best an game in, it was the best game in NFL history I mean it was it was ridiculous I don't know what the Vikings I don't know it a was, million it was for a million awful. Um, and so I think that'll be something to look forward to. Like, do the Eagles do the five man lines kind of like keep Jones contained and all that. Zach talked about Eagles being good in man coverage. That's not going to happen. They played one snap of man coverage in the first half in week 14 against this team, um, like three or four total in the game. So it's going to be a lot of, I don't know. They were doing a lot of like starting out in, you know, too high and then rotating down and and playing cover three. I think it's going to be a lot of that, um, take away the flats. Like they were. I mean, the Giants killed the Vikings last week on it was curl flat, curl flat, curl flat over and over again, like short stuff. And I think it'll be interesting to see uh, what that looks like <laughs> against against Gannon and how aggressive he'll be and all that kind of stuff. So, all right, that's it. Marissa, would you like to give a prediction? Um, I hope it's a good game, but and don't tell my giant. I have my, some of my cousins are Giants fans, some are Eagles fans, so I will. Um, I will try not to upset them, but for the sake of the pod, um, I am just hoping that the Eagles win and we can keep uh, this fun time going. You just want to, because otherwise you can't win Swooper. I guess if you win this week and then they lose and then we'd have a Super Bowl one. Yeah, that's possible. Yes, yes. So don't tell my Giants fans cousins, but, you know, I want want the pod to keep rolling. Um, Mm. And yeah, thanks to Deniz for coming on again, because we always love having him here. That's right. Oh, thank you so much for having me. And it's it's awesome, Marissa, that you want to win Swooper so badly that you want to do daily pods <laughs> next week. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. I will I will do whatever extra work I gotta do because I'm competitive and gotta beat Bo. So <laughs> that's right, but not gonna happen. <laughs> uh I uh I, I said at the beginning, I just I, I think I think the Eagles are gonna so semi-roll here. Um I think we I think the Giants are being a little bit 
and I get in trouble when I'm when I'm basing my uh, prediction on what I think of the other team that I don't actually follow that closely. But I, I think the the Giants are getting a little gassed up here uh, after beating a, a mediocre Vikings team. Um, even if they are a different team than they were in Week 14, the matchups everywhere are in the Eagles' favor. I think the Eagles should be able to dominate both lines of scrimmage, um, and barring wonky turnovers um, or Jalen Hurts just really being not the same guy. Um, I just, I find it hard to believe that they're not going to be able to win this game fairly handily. Uh, and so I think they will do that. Um, I think that uh, Daniel Jones is going to have uh, a couple turnovers. Eagles will be able to settle in and run the ball in the second half after jumping out to a lead. And the final score is Eagles 31 giants, 17. Okay. There you go. All right. Well, we will be back. God knows what time. Uh, it's Sunday morning following the Saturday night game. Poor Marissa. <laughs> so uh, everybody hope that she gets a good sleep tonight uh, in preparation. And that'll do it for this episode of Birds with Friends. Good luck to everybody watching. I hope that uh, none of you get stuck in a position where you have to like tone down your fandom because you're watching in mixed company. I hope you're all able to have the... Uh, watching and viewing experiences that you desire for a game of this importance as dan has said this is what it's all about the whole season's been about this uh leading to this you fight for that number one seed so you can have the advantages you've got the advantages now go take care of business so uh we will uh we'll be back to talk about what happened whether the eagles did take care of business after the game um and enjoy the uh, andy reed doug pearson matchup as a, uh, a little hors d'oeuvre for you so for Zach, for Matt, for Marissa, and Deniz, we thank you for listening. We'll talk to you later. And as always, we love you.